Welcome to the Viola Centric Podcast. We are two curious violists exploring the art of connection through conversations with each other and our friends. I'm Stephanie Knudsen. And I'm Liz O'Hara Starr. And we're both professional freelance musicians living in the DC metro area. We are doing our first movie club discussion today. I'm excited for this. I don't know if I can use the word excited or not. Well, I'm intellectually stimulated by this. Maybe I should say that. Yes, that's better. Yeah, so I went into it thinking it was going to be one way. And I came out of it having a different impression. I knew that it was going to be heavy. I knew that it was going to, I was going to have feelings after. Mm -hmm. But I didn't realize how how triggered I would feel. Mm -hmm. Did you have that feeling too? Oh, yeah. I'll just be honest and say that I had incredible anxiety watching this film. I don't know if it's just the place I'm at in my life or what, but I was very close to tears at some points. For sure, there's an element of fear. I think justifiably so. For anybody who watches it, I think you'll understand why. But also, I feel that I've been highly aware of the increasing division between human beings and to watch something so succinctly describe one of the main drivers of that happening was validating in a way but also very sad because you know you watch it and you go oh oh this explains why we all feel the way we feel right now this explains why we are so divided and why people are becoming so polarized and that a huge part of that is that we are being manipulated. Mm. And I have long felt that we're being manipulated, but just to have it in this very succinct way described to me, it's overwhelming. And then, of course, instinctively, I get to the end and I go, okay, now what, do, what can I do? Right. Yo, same. Yeah. This is horrific. We need to figure this out. What do we do? Yeah. <laughs> it's hard because there's not immediate ways to fix this. It feels like in order to fix it would be like turning an aircraft carrier around. Mm -hmm. We are headed in this direction. There is momentum and things are structured in a way that it is profitable for companies to operate this way. And to turn it around is going to take a lot of time and the right people with the right power having the motivation to do it. Mm -hmm. And how can that motivation be put into action? I feel like the only thing that's going to motivate people is going to be money, mm -hmm. which is what's motivating them in the way that we're going right now. Mm -hmm. Does that make any sense? It makes so much sense. You know, one of the guys that was contributing during the movie, and I can't remember his name, not Tristan, but one of the other guys who used to work in the field. And this is what's interesting, too, is all these people interviewed worked in the field. Mm. They were part of this creation, and now they see how potentially devastating it is. In post-interview, the, the interviewer said something like, you know, you sound kind of optimistic. And he's like, do I? Yeah. Do I sound optimistic? <laughs> and then he said, I took so many notes, guys. Uh -huh. I feel like we're headed toward dystopia and that it will take a miracle for us to get out. And that miracle has to be collective will. It does feel that way, right? And that same person discussed that death of a tree is profitable. Mm-hmm. The killing of a whale is profitable. The destruction of our planet is profitable. And we've all just been along for the ride. I mean, not everybody. Some people fight this, but I, you know, we are all part of this system. 
And maybe now that we are being mined for profit, maybe this is the last straw. And if it's not, then it'll be as Tristan said, like, how do you wake up from the matrix when you don't know you're in the matrix? Mm -hmm. Terrifying. Mm -hmm. It's so crazy. Yeah, we actually had a conversation at breakfast this morning. We have an 11 year old daughter and she does not have a smartphone. She doesn't have a phone at all. She doesn't even have her own iPad yet. <laughs> but she has gotten on YouTube and has gone down one of these rabbit holes. She's just into gaming. So she's looking at like Easter egg and how do I beat this level kind of stuff. Yeah. But she'll go go down it for a while. So we had a conversation at breakfast this morning about YouTube and about how there is a computer that is gathering all of her information in a box and creating a reality and a plan of suggestions for her and just trying to explain to her how insidious it is and how her being aware of this is one way to stem its effect. Hmm. But I mean, she's young and her eyes were kind of glazing over a little bit, <laughs> some parts of it. But I think that watching the movie and really looking at it dead in the face is an important step to combating it. Mm -hmm. I thought a lot about you when I was watching those statistics about children mm. and social media consumption and being on technology. Mm -hmm. And I, I wondered, you know, how deeply that would affect you and Aaron as you watched it, thinking about your own girls and looking at those statistics of the rate of depression and the rate of self-harm has skyrocketed in the last decade with teenage and preteen girls. And it just broke my heart in the movie. They have these narrated dramatizations with actors that kind of just mimic what it might look like in practical real life for a family. And there's this, I just found it heartbreaking, this scene when they were talking about what's happening to these pre-teenage girls and the one girl in particular in this movie. And mm -hmm. it hit me and I'm not a parent. It must be very challenging. And I know you have already been very guarded with your girls with technology. Mm -hmm. So I was wondering if that maybe had some effect on you guys and the decisions you're making going forward too. Yeah, for sure. That's your worst nightmare that you can't protect your kids, mm -hmm. that there's something that you can't control that's having influence on their mind. Mm. That just, uh, it's making me teary just thinking about it. Yeah. That is your instinct as a parent is to protect your kids and to know that there's something out there that can get to them in this way that's just completely tailored to manipulate them. Mm -hmm. It's scary. It's very scary. And I thought it was so enlightening to hear these people who built these systems during the credits, they're asking them about what their habits are mm -hmm. and what they allow in their family. And their children do not have cell phones. They do not have online presence at all. Mm -mm. And that should tell you something. Absolutely. And it's important to question the root of a message and where it's coming from and why. And I turn this over in my brain a lot. Well, you can ask yourself a question. Uh, what do these people have to gain from telling this story versus what do technology companies have to gain from them not telling this story? There was an investor in Facebook on this movie talking about how 
the law is woefully behind, regulation is woefully behind, and that any law that exists actually works in favor and benefits the rights and privileges of the tech companies that are making billions of dollars. And there is no protection of the rights of the users of technology versus a phone company that has all these laws and regulations about what they can do with their users' data. And so obviously the at the very top, the most important thing is is the building of regulation. And I think they make a great point when they talk about how these tech companies by themselves, they have no incentive to change what's happening because they're making profit for their shareholders. Mm-hmm. I think Tristan Harris also says something pretty important when he says he sees a lot of people in this industry who are just trapped by the machine. They, they are literally trapped by the structure of it. And the only way to rein it in is going to be from the outside regulating what it is that they're allowed to do and not allowed to do. They're not going to do it by themselves. And the only way that we can press for regulation is if more and more people start to figure out how to navigate responsible technology use. It's fascinating. I mean, talking about this in regards to the future of our children, but also social media has created geopolitical turmoil in countries, massive geopolitical turmoil. Mm -hmm. If the incentive is to polarize and divide us, the only thing we can do is figure out ways to combat that as individuals and little by little, like just, I like this concept. They said, you know, the goal for most of these technology companies was for each new user to get seven friends in a week. Mm -hmm. If you do the same to try to combat this, you and me are having this conversation. And if seven people who are listening to us say, oh, wow, I need to think about this too, then maybe those seven people will be motivated enough to take it to another seven people and just try to grow. But there's no question it's fighting an uphill battle, Mm -hmm. just like climate change and all these difficult things that we're going through as a culture, as a country, as a world. Well, and think of it too, on a practical level, like what do you want out of social media? Mm -hmm. I know that when I first joined Facebook, it was literally so that I could keep in contact with friends and family who were across the country and across the world. But now Facebook does not show me all of my friends and family's posts Mm -hmm. because of the way that they've built their algorithm to cater to financial incentives Mm -hmm. of what I might buy and how long they think that I will stay on because of the people they've fed to me Mm -hmm. in my feed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Listen to that. It's called a feed. (laughs) Yeah, they fed it to me. Yeah, and to you and to all of our listeners in your feed, you're getting what they want you to see. I don't want to see that. I want to see all of my friends and family, even if I have not clicked on them. Because the reason actually that I haven't liked their posts is because they're not appearing in my feed. Right. So Facebook is not giving me what I need out of it. Yeah. Same thing with Instagram. The idea that I'm not seeing all the posts and pictures from all of my friends is kind of like, why am I doing this? Yeah. I'm narrowing the funnel of my friends, actually. It's not connecting you with more people. It's narrowing the amount of people that you have contact with. Yes. And being very selective about who those people are and why they're giving you access to them. I just feel like I am at this point being manipulated in so many ways. And it wasn't like that. And I think they do a good job of saying this in the movie. Nobody who created these things had this ill will or evil plot or their goal wasn't to do these things 
in malicious ways. Their goal was to connect people. The like button was meant to provide a positive encouragement. And it's just turned into its own beast. These machines are literally smarter than us and we cannot compete with them. And unless it starts to get checked, you know, it's just going to continue in that direction to sort of like circle it back and tie it into our role as performing musicians. There's a level of publicity that we seek if we want to be able to share what we have with the world. Social media is the easiest way to do that, especially with Viola Centric. We're really trying to understand how all of this works and we're trying to be as accessible as we possibly can. Genuinely, what we're trying to do actually is spread positivity and real connection. If people see something on social media that we've posted, whether it's a video advertising our live stream or podcast episode, it's in the hope that you'll go further. You'll join us on the live stream and you'll really interact with us in real time and maybe build a community that feels a little more genuinely connected rather than just seeing something on that Facebook post and hitting the like button and then mm -hmm. going on with your day, you know, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Absolutely. I'm not interested in empty likes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Hashtag empty likes. Um, Although thank you everybody who's watching our video and liking yes. it. I mean, we really do appreciate that. But we want to take that further. If you're somebody who just liked our video, we want to know why you liked it. Yes. You know, I want to know who you are and what you're, are you a violist? Do you just love the sound of viola? I mean, leave us a comment or send us an email. Yeah. Connect with us some other way. Yeah. Because we do want those real interactions. Exactly. Not the inflated social media validation. Yes. Yes. Thank you for saying that. And it, it just reminded me, I'm going to give a shout out to Centerville High School in Virginia. I'm working with the two orchestra directors there named Mark Taylor and Meredith Kohut. And I have been so overwhelmingly moved by our educators and how hard they're working to keep our kids connected during this time. Most of the sectionals I had, most of the kids were willing to put their cameras on to unmute and to talk, but a lot of them were reticent. And then my youngest age group I almost had no one put their cameras on. They would type in the chat, but they were genuinely nervous to connect with another person that they didn't know. And I think very self-conscious. And this movie hit me in that way too. And I just want to say that if you're reticent to make personal contact with us by a comment or an email or whatever it might, or a direct message, give it a shot because we're genuine here. We really, really do want to create a community that feels connected in an authentic way and I just want to say that to students as well. And I want to really thank the teachers who are working their tails off this year to try and inspire, to try and create positive experiences for our kids. It's been sitting with me all week. So it's important for me to make sure that I, I mentioned that today. So nice. Yeah, that's nice. If you've been listening and are feeling as impacted by this as we are, then there are some resources you can check out. And I would first say that Stephanie and I both would recommend that if you haven't watched the film yet, definitely check it out. It's on Netflix called The Social Dilemma. And they also have a website, thesocialdilemma.com, that has all these resources for building a relationship with technology that's more humane and more forward-looking. Some of these resources include a seven-day social media reboot that you can sign up for and take right away. 
and also in facilitating conversations, whether that's general, they take some broader topics and make them more digestible for conversation. And they also have some more directed conversations for families, students and teachers, technology workers, and even advertisers for how they can start to build this more humane technology relationship. That's right. And as far as interacting with us here at Violocentric on social media, our mission is and has always been to create meaningful connection and to build a community of violists and viola lovers. There's no question that social media is a useful tool for connecting people, but we are looking for a deeper type of interaction with you. So please take it that extra step and send us a personal message, either through our social media channels on Instagram and Facebook, or by just sending us a direct email to violacentric at gmail.com. And we just love to hear from you about your personal struggles, especially on this topic. We'd love to hear that and about your lives in general. So connect with us in that way. Absolutely. We can't wait to connect with you. Thank you so much for listening to the Viola Centric Podcast. If you enjoy what you're hearing and would like to support us, please consider a contribution through the PayPal or Venmo links in our episode notes. Once again, I'm Liz O'Hara Starr. And I'm Stephanie Knutson. We release new episodes every other Monday, so please subscribe so you don't miss one. In the meantime, connect with us on Facebook and on Instagram and email us at violacentric at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening.